This episode brought to you by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash horror version for 30 days free and a book to get you started. For your book recommendation, it's Jen. Somebody, Jen. It's me, yeah. Hey guys, today I am recommending What Dreams May Come by Richard Matheson. Awesome. So check out What Dreams May Come by Robin Williams did on you, Audible. Did you say Wet Dreams May Come? Because <laughs> that's the fan fiction version. Ooh. And I would advise against it. This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. What up, Nick B? Nick B's fun fact of the week. He makes his own marinara sauce. How do you do that? The fuck if I know? I just you I'm, squash tomatoes and you put oregano and I almost said potatoes. That's potato sauce. It's you no, know what, Jen? What? I'm just gonna ask Nick B. No, hey Nick B, <laughs> how do you make your marinara sauce? Ooh. Whoa. So. John developed the device to connect to mattresses. Hmm. Oh, God. Oh my, it's like the is porn version to, of the flux capacitor. Is it just to vibrate them? <laughs> no. Wait, is it like bed bed knobs and broomsticks? No. I love that movie so yes. much. Yes. Team chair. Yes. But darker? Yeah. Oh, it wow. sucks in people like Johnny Depp in this movie. <gasps> like blenders? Yeah. But what they needed is stuff to come out. So what he had to do, John went back in time yeah. to a mattress distributor. Right. Okay. To, to connect these devices. They're time travel portal devices on the mattresses. So it's like Stargate, but for beds? Yes. Nice. And he attached the devices onto these random beds to kill people. What? Well, what he would do was... He would open up portals to blender dimensions? No, it's oh. worse. <laughs> it's worse than <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. How is it worse? I don't know. He's got a warehouse in 2019. Okay, this is where the portals go. Okay. Right, okay, so All the right. portals bring you to now. Yeah, but okay. he had to send... This episode brought to you by Michael Uh-oh. to the Red Cross. That why to steal the blood? <gasps> to put in the beds? Yes. Oh, so what? <laughs> why? Because one blood shortages. John gets off on that. Oh yeah, he's Ooh. super into it. That's <laughs> yeah. Really and two, mm. when those young people get sucked into their mattresses, something has to come out from the future. Oh, so it doesn't kill them. He's just planting the blood there so it looks like they've been killed. It's a bloodbed booby trap? It is. It's a bloodbed booby trap. It's a bloodbed booby trap diversion. Oh. Yeah. Where do the people go? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> he has them in a warehouse. They're making iPhones. What? <gasps> he... John owns Foxcom? It's a subsidiary. Oh, that makes sense. Subsidiary? Subsidiary. <laughs> yeah. He owns Johnco. Johnco. An e- subsidiary. It's an evil corporation, evil corporation that he's John using John to make Co. money to do nefarious plans. It's hmm. it's a part of the Shineheart Wig Corporation. Yeah. So Michael had to go <laughs> Michael had to go to the Red Cross and he stole all the good blood. Cody Roy. This episode brought to you by Cody Roy. Cody Roy is one of his like jobs in yeah. his Bronco has like the time continuum monitor. It's called a flux capacitor. Yeah. He's not time traveling. He's oh. got the wave monitor of the changes in the timeline. Okay. So he was like, oh, fuck, something happened. These people are disappearing from the 80s. So oh, is right. he like Rhonda out in Tremors, like just wave watching like with a bunch of clocks? Yeah, he's got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has like... Yeah, Jen, keep up. He lights his Roman candle, the special what? Roman candle that calls him... This episode brought to you by Matthew. Right. So Matthew... Parasails down on his umbrella. Same way, uh-huh. Matthew's like, fuck, I gotta go back in time. He does. He goes back in time, and he sends Cody Roy to find out where these kids are, but they don't find them. But no, because they've been taken to the future, they've right? They've been taken to the future. To make iPhones. Yeah. See, I pay attention, Jen. Uh-huh. John gets away with it this week. What? <gasps> yeah. Uh-oh. It's a dot, dot, dot to be continued. Yeah. It's almost like Mikey ran out of brain juice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but- I have a question. Yeah. If Matthew is back in time 
How did he get there? The umbrella travels through time. You're breaking your own rules, Mike. <laughs> so, it's established that the umbrella travels through time. We've maybe, already established that in previous episodes. I don't think we have. Oh, no fuck we have. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Holy shit. The, oh, the, the potatoes. potatoes. And the great oh, potato caper. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. <laughs> Honestly, I really just want to see if Mikey remembers where they are. <laughs> When next we record. Because it's like two weeks from now. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Who how wants eye doing? contact? It's always me. But it's like I like to offer. Oh, okay. Yeah, you That's do. how we get it. That's part of his process, Todd. It so is. Christmas is coming up. Uh-oh. Oh, it is. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. I love how we fucking shit at <laughs> each other whenever we misspeak. It rarely makes the episode, but it makes my day. Like, we just twirl our mustaches and like jump on. It's fun. Hey, Rebecca, can uh-huh. I take a picture of you no. so Santa knows what I want for Christmas? No. I like it. I like it. I mean, I did like that you asked for consent. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking for a great Christmas gift, check out. Oh, yeah. Straight on Tell Disney on yes. Etsy and mm-hmm. get yourself some Disney ears so your kids don't get some Disney tears. This episode also brought to you by Carl. Carl. Did Carl write anything delightful on any walls? Carl used to write Halloween puns during mm. the month of October. I request that Carl writes Thanksgiving puns now. Oh, mm. I would love to see Carl write some Thanksgiving puns. I challenge puns. you, Carl. Yeah, do it. So Carl also teaches local youths how to play guitar. And if you want to watch Carl play video games, check out twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L. Yeah, and join the Facebook group because if he is writing turkey puns, then that's That's where where you'll see him. Should we bring in the theme music? I think we should all go to sleep and then the theme music will come. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. The theme music is going to meet us here in exactly 20 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. we just got to go to sleep. And we have to do conservatively four hours of work in 10 minutes (laughs) and then set our time for 10 minutes. We're on math, okay? All right, you guys ready? My toilet got stopped up for the first time I've lived in this condo. Really? Yeah. You lived there forever. Yeah, I know. It's over two years. So Is that because you mainly poop when you come here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the horror version, I everybody. I didn't tell my story. <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, and you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch the 1984 Johnny Depp Wes Craven <laughs> masterpiece slasher. A Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm Street. Street. You already said Nailed it. it. God. <laughs> All right. Have you guys seen this movie before? I yeah. have. Yeah. Nice. It's been a while. Yeah. So, I haven't seen it in a while either. Okay. I mean, I've never seen it. Uh, it's obviously very, very old. When do you think you first saw it? I don't remember the first time I saw this. So, Mikey, do you know when you first saw this movie? No, like when I was like a kid or something. Oh, okay. So yeah. you, it's like one of those you've grown up with. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I watched it. It must have been probably when I was in college, I think. Oh, I really, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty late. I mean, since it's been oh, out yeah, yeah. pretty much your entire life. Well, right. I was probably middle school or high school. But I remember the sequel. I've seen the sequels a lot more. Okay. Because they're dumber and like sillier and goofier. Yeah. I've heard that about a lot of movie franchises. Like uh, they get more and more silly the more and more they go on. Yeah, like Fast and the Furious. Family. <laughs> I just wrote a Fast and Furious script. <laughs> uh-huh. I got the first 30 pages well, right there. You forgot the part where they fly, they drive out of an airplane oh or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what did you guys think about it when you first saw it? Like, was it a movie you've liked and you wanted to go back and watch again? Or is I it like one you saw and you forgot about? I don't remember. I 
yeah. <laughs> you forgot about it. <laughs> it's one of those that, like, it's a classic slasher, and I love slashers. And I remember thinking it was a little silly the first time I watched it, and that I liked, like, Jason more. But it I like silly. Him. Like, Jason's a little tongue-in-cheek. You mean Freddy? Shit. Yeah, it is a little silly. Like, Freddy's a little tongue-in-cheek. Or tongue-in-phone. Ooh. Gross. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot more tonight when I watched it, yeah. I think. I liked it the most that I've ever liked And I know it. you like Nancy as a final girl I because do. I like she's Nancy. on the shirt you're wearing right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh. Hey, guys, if you want your very own final girl shirt, go Check to out the merch store. com. Designed by Jen Ferratu. Oh, yeah. I mean, she just told me what to put in Photoshop. <laughs> right, it, right. But it was super It was a collaboration. Design. The last time that I watched this... Um, I wasn't really paying attention to horror and like the elements and I didn't really know much about final girls and like horror theory. And so I didn't pick up a lot of the stuff that makes me really like this movie. Okay. So I saw a lot more of that tonight. Yeah. I mean, I'll say she is a go get them final girl. I really liked it. Like Jen, this is the first time I think I've really appreciated it. Yeah. I still hated the ending. Yeah, so I feel the same way. Like, because I think she's a great final girl, but the ending kind of undercuts that. Yeah, I get why she's one of the final girls, yeah. right? Because she's like sort of badass, especially at the very end. Yeah, and on no sleep, mm-hmm. she's like going after the murderer, right? So that's yeah. kind of cool. But the end is it sucks. And I actually wrote a, a blog about the evolution of final girls through movies, and she's kind of in the middle. But there are things that I really like about the ending, and we'll get there when we we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, the the ending isn't that the is Convertible top is Freddie's shirt. <gasps> I missed that. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. no, I mean, we'll talk about it. There are things that I really like about Nancy specifically and the ending of this movie. But... He's over here like, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this fucking movie, guys. All right. So we start with a little play that I'm going to reenact for you guys because the opening credits start. And if you've seen the movie, you know that it does not take up the full screen. And so Todd says... Oh, shit, I forgot about this part. Does it get- <laughs> I don't know if I want this to be on the podcast. <laughs> so we've got Freddy's like making his glove in like a window on the screen. Yeah, it's like picture in picture. Like it's Todd. really small. It's dumb. Yeah. Todd, does it get bigger than this? Because I am not doing this. Mike, that's what she said. <laughs> and then they all started dancing jigs. <laughs> and doing a song and dance routine to, hello, my baby, hello, my baby. And I'm not kidding, that's what happened. <laughs> they were so okay. proud of themselves. Full disclosure, I did get up and dance a jig out of the room. <laughs> it was really funny. You guys were really proud of yourselves. Oh, I guys. stand by it. I mean, listen, Mikey, it was a banger of a joke. It was a very well-timed, that's what she said. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. I mean, you are the Michael Scott of this podcast, <laughs> for sure. I'm yeah. just glad you appreciate my art. <laughs> art is a stretch. Oh, can I just say this? Uh-huh. These credits are awesome Uh-oh. because they start the movie mm-hmm. and the movie is going while their credits play. Yeah, okay, so when it's the small box, yeah. the credits nope. are on the bottom. Oh, Jen, <laughs> it was a trick and you <laughs> fell for it. Right, boys. Well done, Mike. Yes. We got her. Take her away. What has happened to Team Chase? <laughs> now it's Team <laughs> oh, he's moving to the couch. I can't get over to the couch, but if I could, guys, if we had better equipment, I could I could easily move to team couch. So, like, there's credits on the bottom. Freddie's making his claws, right? And then it expands, yes. and, the, and the credits on the bottom. The movie's mm-hmm. going on. We're like. 
Fuck, these are good credits. Yeah, yeah, they're good because the movie's also going. They don't even have to explode because other stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to explode. <laughs> or be in 3D. No. No, but we're following, is it Tina? It's Tina. So we see Freddie making his glove. And then this is really cool, especially once we know what happens later in the movie. Um, his claws come through like a white sheet. Yeah. And uh, like rip down. And then we see Tina's face right against the white sheet. And she's wandering through a... It's sort of like Like a, a dripping hallway. Yeah, it honestly looks like a long tunnel that goes up to like a stadium. Right, yeah, but yeah. It's, but well, it's, it's lots raining, of pipes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with lots of pipes. It's really wet in that tight, tight tunnel. Nope. But <laughs> she does see a goat running down this hall. She does. Why is there a goat in her dream? Because it's creepy. They should have done more weird, creepy stuff like this. It didn't make any sense, and it didn't really, like, is it her dream? Maybe it's a sheep and she's counting the sheep. Actually, I would have liked that, but it was clearly a goat. <laughs> yeah, man. It was real bad. They couldn't get any joke. <laughs> no. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> I wanted more weird stuff. I think, I like Freddy's, I like how Freddie likes to fuck with people in the chase. Oh. And oh yeah, it's all about the chase for Freddie. Once Freddie gets you, he's over it. Yeah. Just like Mikey. Yeah. Ah, we really connected. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what happens in this dream? Because Tina doesn't die. She just has a bad no, dream. No, yeah, yeah. So she's hearing laughing and she's seeing she the goat. She must be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not laughing, you're not picturing the goat. So <laughs> <laughs> she's hearing, uh, she's seeing the glove like scraping its na- the knife fingers on a pipe. Yeah. And then she backs up to a furnace that's like flaming behind her. And then Freddie's right behind her and grabs her and then she starts screaming and wakes up. Yes. Also, Tina can get it. You think? Yeah. I I really liked her uh, nightgown because it looked very comfortable. It looked very see-through, which Mikey talked about multiple times throughout this movie. Wait, Mikey look. confirmed front of Ramon. <laughs> no, no. So she wakes up, <laughs> and then her mom walks in with her makeup smeared all over her face. Oh, yeah. And a boyfriend comes in and kisses the mom goodbye. But while mom sees no, there. He does were, not kiss the mom goodbye. No, kisses the mom to try to entice her back to bed. Yeah, he, he, he literally says, now come back to bed. Do you think those were happy smears or sad smears? Uh, I think she's currently living out her rock bottom, and she's telling herself those are happy smears. Those are sad tears. Mm, (laughs) She's some Disney ears. Yeah, she does. I don't want to connect Rebecca to this. (laughs) You just did it. Rebecca's amazing. You fall into the trap again, Jen. I man, but so she's at her mom's asking her if she's okay, and then she looks down and she sees that she's got rips on the stomach of her nightgown. And uh, Mikey was real excited about it. He was like, "Oh, I like it even more now." Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he found out she was 15. And, and then he immediately backpedaled in every comment he had ever made ever <laughs> about Tina and her nightgown. This movie overly sexualized her for that age. Let oh, me just talk about that. I think we should blame the movie for sure. <laughs> because it doesn't throw out she's 15 until later, okay? <laughs> so, like, I feel disgusting. But so her mom's saying, you should cut your fingernails. And this is the first parent we see dismissing things that are yeah, happening. Yeah, how would you kids. rip through your nightgown just because you had long fingernails? I don't know. That seems insane to me. But that does seem insane. The mom is trapped in a haze of amore. It's honestly yeah. the haze of her rock bottom. <laughs> there really are not a lot of functioning, well-functioning parents in this no, movie. No, there are not. not. It's a lot like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> You just never see parents. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, like once we learn more about the story, I think that's probably a little bit of the reason why these parents are a little Well, yeah, because the parents got together and murdered somebody and now they're trying not to remember it. So they're right. drinking or they're having sex with all really gross men or yeah. whatever, trying to live out there. They're trying to forget that yeah. like a bunch of kids in their neighborhood got murdered also. Like oh, yeah. maybe their own like children. Like 20 kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think it makes sense that these parents are not handling it very well. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So anyway, she... 
she wakes up. They go to school, right? The next time you see them, they're like on their way to school, right? Yep. Uh huh. We see Johnny Depp pulling up in his red convertible. Right. And Tina and Nancy are there. And so we meet Johnny Depp, whose name in the movie is Glenn. Right. And we meet Heather Langenkamp, Ugh. who I love, and her name is Nancy. Yeah, Nancy was cool. So they're walking in towards school, right? Yeah. And then Tina's like, wait, I had a serious nightmare. Did you guys have nightmares? And then they're like, right. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Tina becomes the nightmare cops. Although mm. Nancy does say, that she had a nightmare too at this point. Can I sing Dream Police? And like Johnny Depp's like, uh, women. I don't know. His character sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that like, was word for word his dialogue yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this is just what Russ Quaven writes. Russ Quaven writes the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so Johnny Depp is saying that when you're having a dream, don't you know you just tell yourself you're having a dream and then you wake right up. It's don't simple. mansplain dreams, Johnny Depp. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But can you guys do that in your dreams? No, no, I don't really remember my dreams. I've had really? a few lucid dreams. So as they're walking in, Rob comes up behind Tina and sort mm-hmm. of like grabs her from behind or whatever, which he does quite often. Yeah, he does. I don't like him. And says, uh, I woke up with a boner this morning and it had your name on it. No, he said yeah. hard on. This is pre-boner. Mm. Yeah, boner was on Doogie Hauser. Excuse me. No, uh, Growing pains? <laughs> boner does not come around till later uh. in the 80s, I guess. <laughs> my bad. He's like, I had a hard on and your, it was your name on it. And she's like, it couldn't fit four letters, Rob. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> yeah, this whole scene kind of reminded me a lot of Scream, too. There are a lot of things in this movie that uh, reminds me of Scream. I think Scream does it much better. I, I realize so they're too. both Wes Craven, yeah, but I think 30 it's... 30 years of practice, but that's fine. That's well, true. And, well, and, but there's a scene where they're walking down the sidewalk, and Matthew Lillard comes up and grabs Rose McGowan from behind, but, in, but Matthew Lillard can pull it off. This Rob guy is just like... I think his name is Rod, actually. This Rod guy is just a less likable version of Stu. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he's just dressed in like a black leather jacket. Looks like a big. He's very like '80s Stephen King looking. He's even got a switchblade, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does because that's why he's getting arrested for this murder. He and Tina are in a fight, so she doesn't want to. But that never explains what they're in a fight about. No, they don't. Also, also, I don't care. It's a high school fight. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, although if my girlfriend in high school had admitted to everyone that I had a small penis, I would be a hurt and probably be a little mad. Hmm. I would. I'd be like, see, someone's seen it. Yeah, yeah, she would know. <laughs> you can take her word for it. Ladies. <laughs> mm. Oh, and this is when Rob runs into the school, and now it's just the three of them, the two yeah. girls and Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp kisses Nancy, his girlfriend, goodbye, mm-hmm. and she, he runs in. And Tina's like, wait, did you have a dream? And he's like already in the school. He's gone. And like Nancy's like, you, he can't hear you. Yeah. Right. Do you not know how ears work? What <laughs> <laughs> even our ears, Nancy. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> but so the next thing that happens... So now they're at Tina's house, and her mom has just decided to go out of town for two days. To Vegas. Yeah. Oh, well, with the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like split town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Nancy and Glenn are spending the night to keep Tina company because she's been having these nightmares and she's scared. And Glenn has this sound effects tape that he's going to use to call his parents and make them think that he's not shacking up at some girl's house. Because his cousin lives by the airport, so he like plays airport sound effects and calls his mom. Yeah. And it goes great for like 10 seconds, and <laughs> right. then shit hits the fan with like a car yeah. crash. And, like yeah. a motorcycle. Are, there's a machine gun and an explosion. Yeah. Right, it's right. hilarious. He's like, I'm calling the police, I'm calling the police. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Yeah. But you got to preview your sound effects. Yeah, you got to cue those up. That's pretty Line sure, call yeah. 101. Yeah. Come on, Johnny Depp. But this was his first movie, so. This is his very first movie? Yeah, he was introducing wow. Johnny Depp in the credits. It yeah. reminded me of the talk boy from Home Alone 2, but whatever, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Johnny Depp is like, cool. Mm-hmm. Two hot chicks 
one little me. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna find one myself. cassette of sound effects. Yeah, listen, we're gonna <laughs> It's about to get weird. It's gonna get sweet threesome amore time. <laughs> and then they hear something outside. Uh-huh. He, you see his hopes dash in the next oh, five minutes. Yeah. Well, he goes from about to have sex with two attractive high schoolers, and he's in high school, that's, that's appropriate. He goes from that to getting a knife pulled on him in like thirty seconds. <laughs> but before that happens, they're talking about how they've dreamed about the same person. Right. And then, Johnny Depp has it. It's yeah, the, the two girls. Well, talking about the knife fingers. They're talking about it and his head goes when he hears yeah. that she's so I think it implies that maybe he has. He doesn't confirm it, but I, no, I, yeah. I got that feeling too, but well, he doesn't confirm it. You don't want to bring the mood down. No. If yeah. you're trying to hook up. Yeah, he's like, guys, let's not talk about yeah, that. Let's, let's talk about, about nightmares. Sweet, let's talk about sweet mm-hmm. man meat. Don't talk about his sweater. Talk about my sweater. Now, this part of the scene, you do see a person walk by the, the door in the back. Yeah, it's yeah. Rob or Rod. or It's, mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. So now, Johnny Depp, like Todd was saying, is going out and he's going to punch some ugly lights out whoever you are. Oh just- my god. And and like listen, Johnny Depp is probably 5'8 and weighs about 110 pounds in this movie. Yeah, he has he's not, not 21 Jump Street anybody yet. out. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. No. But he's wandering around calling for the cat too and then surprise it's Rob and he jumps out and scares another person in this movie. Well, Johnny, he tackles right. Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah, not cool. And he's got a switchblade. And so he's Well, no, he doesn't pull the switchblade until no, Johnny's like I mean, they're all joking around and then Johnny makes a joke at <laughs> yeah. Rob's expense and then Rob goes from ha <laughs> to about to stab him. Yeah, he pulls right. a switchblade on him pretty quick. It's quit. insane. Well, and we get the sense that Rob Rob, Rod is not really in this friend group. Rod is just banging up with Tina. Tina. That's not exactly. true though, because they have a picture of all of them together. That's true. That she looks at. Maybe later on. I don't know. I think that was a hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Rod. Anyways, I don't, I don't like, like Rod either. either. I mean, he's a horrible shitbag of a dude. And then yeah. he just picks Tina up and drags her in the house. Right. Yes. And then now, Johnny Depp's like, "Let's make out." And she's like, "We're here for Tina." Right. And she's like, about to get assaulted. Although she did give consent. It was consensual, but yeah. it was a little. Weird. It's kind of a dick move on Tina's part, too. Like, yeah. hey, I'm afraid of having a dream, so please come over here and listen to me having loud sex with my boyfriend so I don't have a dream that scares me. It's a power move, Mikey. It is a power yeah. move. Uh, yeah. And definitely don't sleep in the same bed because I'm the only one who gets to have sex tonight. That's not Tina's no, fault. That's true. That's Nancy's fault. Because the next scene shitty. cuts to Johnny Depp downstairs on the couch yeah. listening to Tina mm-hmm. and Rod have sex. Go yeah. at it, man. Yeah. They are, they're both really They both finish. Yeah. So, yeah. Go for it, but be safe. And make a tape. So make a cassette tape. This was, was the, the, <laughs> it was the 80s, guys. <laughs> this was the inspiration for the Sex Sounds podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then it cuts from Johnny Depp feverishly masturbating on the couch listening <laughs> to them have sex to Nancy trying to sleep with like a cross above yeah, her and the yeah. cross falls off the mm-hmm. wall. It's like slanted in. It's a crucifix. In. crucifix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Cross. Oh, I guess it is because uh, he's on it. Jesus yeah. It's like that wall. It. The crucifix is on a slanted wall and it falls down mm-hmm. and it sort of, I don't think it hits her, but it, she notices it. No, it, it right. hits her. Oh, does it? Okay. It like lands on top of the covers. I think. Oh, okay. And then this face sort of pushes through the mm-hmm. wall. That effect was so cool. Yeah, it was, was really so cool. cool. Yeah, Holds it was up. very eerie and creepy. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't super scary, but it was cool. It was yeah. very cool. And I think creepy. that's one of the things this movie does really well is I think it's just very creative. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the effects really hold up, mm-hmm. man. So the face pushes through and it gets mm-hmm. really far in and then it backs up as she like holds the crucifix up and then puts it back on the ceiling and it stays there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it cuts to the Amore people. They are finishing. They're having their little pillow talk. They call it the afterglow. Oh, pardon me. They didn't me. pillow talk long. No, because he was like, hey, um, thanks for the sex sleep time. Yeah. Well, but at first he <laughs> says that he had the scary dream too. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. now it's sleep time. Oh, no, because he goes, men can have 
have nightmares too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and they can. He gets mad at her and rolls over and goes to sleep. Yeah. So, and this is kind of cutting back and forth, but Tina hears a noise and she goes up to the window and then a rock hits the window right in front of her it and like cracks. It gets embedded in, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets like stuck in the window. Well, yeah. She's in a dream now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we're not quite sure about that yet. But yeah, I think But she, she is. is. But, but you are right. because the rock's embedded in the window. Right. That probably wouldn't happen. When right. I throw rocks, they are thrown so hard that they do embed themselves at anything I throw the rock at. Well, when I throw rocks, the whole window breaks. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just trip and fall into the window? (laughs) I was holding the rock. (laughs) (laughs) I am the rock. So she does what you would do when you hear a strange noise at night. She goes out into the alley without pants or shoes on. Okay, we got to stop here. We we have to talk about this. Every person doesn't wear shoes in this whole movie. Yeah, this whole movie is just Nancy learning the power of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Because when she finally fights him, She's wearing shoes. Like cow shoes. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could have really killed him with sneakers. Oh, man. Imagine <laughs> that, what she could have done with golf cleats. Oh, that's the sequel. <laughs> and that's the third one. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> it's the, the Soul Trilogy. Soul with the dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she goes outside. It doesn't just like go in the backyard. She's like walking down an alleyway barefoot. Right. This is a dream. It is a dream. Yeah. yeah. It is ridiculous, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> So, but she's walking down an alley and she sees Freddie. And this is the first time we've seen him. He's got like really burned face and he's got a red and green striped sweater. And he's doing his best Creed arms wide open impression. <laughs> yes, he is. He's got like big arms. So he's arms wide opening down the alley. His arms wide open. Oh my God, I'm in a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, Mike. All right, but his arms are like as long as his body and they're scraping both sides of the alley and I really like this part I thought too. it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. And just eerie and creepy. Yeah. And so he starts to chase her and when he starts to chase her I really liked this too because his arms are normal size and he's just like waving them in the air. Yeah. Did you notice He's that? running like a psychopath. Right, and it looks a little bit goofy but he's so creepy it's looking. It's real creepy. It's, it yeah. is very creepy. The teacher from Urban Legend does a great job in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you recognize him I as did. a teacher from Urban Legend? Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I ever saw him in anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what be Todd the, knows Robert England from. He'll always be the, the professor from Urban Legend for me. Yeah. He runs like pedophile golem. How does pedophile golem run? Like my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on uh, that note. And so he starts to chase her, and so he's behind her, and then all of a sudden he's right in front of her. Yeah. And then he's just kind of leaning against a tree, cutting his fingers off, and it's squirting like green goo. That was so dumb. Like he like hey. hey. Look at this. And then he cuts his fingers off. shows a magic trick. It's so weird. It was like she went to House of Cards in her dream. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes magic, you know? Everyone does like magic. Anyway, there was- A trick is something a whore does for money, Todd. It's an illusion. There, there's a really cool part in this little montage, though, when she runs back to the house and he jumps out from behind that really skinny tree. Uh-huh. It's such a cool effect that was probably very difficult to do in 1984. Because I didn't notice it. Did you not notice him behind the tree? No, you can't see no, him no, until he's really on, skinny. Yeah, mm. and it's super. It, it's like a an illusion. Yeah, if you're not looking for it, you might have missed it. But if you watch it, it's very, very cool. But you say that often. It's something you. <laughs> hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Hey, listeners, that's what happened at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> anyway, so it's something you can really do easily in like Premiere, like video editing software mm-hmm. now, but it's it's got it has to have been very difficult then. All right. And so he jumps on her and grabs her and is like wrestling her on the ground into like a pile of hubcaps. And she like reaches up and peels the skin oh, of man, his face off. Oh, man, it was so off. freaky. Yeah. yeah. I think he's like, ah, there's right. maggots everywhere. Right. And 
for like the effects that are like some of the effects, it's just really creepy. You it can is. tell that it's not real, but it's so bizarre, you know. And it's in this dream world state mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to look a hundred percent real, right. for it to be realistic because it's in a dream. Yeah, I'm glad that you liked it. I was a little worried you would think it was silly. But, I mean, it is silly. Yeah, but I think it's effectively creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I a lot of is. that is because Robert England is a really great actor in this role. Yeah, know? he's amazing. Yeah, I like this version of Freddy best because he camps it up in the rest Me of them. Me too. That's this, one of the reasons I don't love the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I don't like the one-liners. Right. You know? He In this one, he seems like a, just like a serial killer, like real creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Pedophile. Yeah. 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 In the other ones, he just seems like a... He seems like he's about to throw his shades on and then you hear like a... Yeah! Uh, You can literally be describing any of the movies. (laughs) Except the first one. Okay, and so then Tina starts to scream and like roll around in the bed and Rod wakes up and is like, what the fuck is going on? And then you see her skin get split open with those four claws, just like her nightgown got split open. I mean, the the razor blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she like lifts up in the air and she's like wrestling with an invisible person. Yeah, it's really impressive. It is. It holds up. And then she like swings around and knocks Rob in the head with her head. Yeah. And then she gets thrown into the corner and she like inches up the wall, like blood all over her, and she's screaming, and we can't see anything but her, and it's really terrifying. This scene is done so, so well. I mean, because they're spinning the room, clearly. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And she's like at the over the bed and like reaching for him, and then she just falls on the bed and then bounces onto the floor, and she's dead. And he gets splashed with blood. Yeah. yeah. This is my second favorite death in any horror movie. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Any horror It's a movie? pretty good death, though. It is. It and it's so creative, you know? Yeah, and I bet it was very, very visually amazing, especially in 84. Mm-hmm. It's still amazing now. Because it still looks good, yeah. yeah. They had the door locked. <laughs> and so Nancy's outside. She's like, what is going on in there? And then Johnny Depp breaks the door down. Yeah, which I'm surprised about because he is a About a fella. buck 25. Yeah. Nancy loosened it for him first. That's we just couldn't was. see it because it was on the other side of yeah, the door. That's what yeah, that makes sense. So she gets in there, bloody mess in the corner, that's Tina, Mm -hmm. and then he, Rod, has jumped out the window. Yes. (laughs) There's a Rod-shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. But I mean, he does have a knife. Mm Mm-hmm. He pulled on somebody earlier, and now his girlfriend's got stab wounds. And oh, he doesn't yeah. know who killed her, and that person might be right behind him right now, too. Well, That's no, fair. I mean, yeah. he saw her die to an invisible monster, so he's probably right. freaked out. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. he has a right to be freaked but out. But he also is like, I'm going down for this. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, and so now they're at the police station, and we find out that Nancy's dad is the sheriff yes. of the town. And her parents are separated. Yes. I thought they separated because her acting was terrible. I don't think she's that bad. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so her dad is justifiably upset that she was spending the night with two boys in the house when yeah. she was 15 with no parents also. And what was the mom thinking agreeing for that? And so the dad is saying, well, we know who killed her. It was Rod Lane. He's the murderer. And the mom's like, well, maybe you don't think murder is serious. And then Nancy's telling them that they were always fighting and she doesn't think that it was Rod, it was somebody else and that she believes that Rod isn't the one who did it. Yeah, they were always fighting, but they didn't fight this seriously. Right, right. And then her dad's like, I took a statement from Johnny Depp and he said he pulled a switchblade on him that night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that did happen, but they didn't have a serious fight. Right. But she's also saying Tina was afraid this was going to happen because she told me that she'd had a nightmare the night before too. Which makes me just think that she was just afraid of him. (laughs) Like if you're a sheriff hearing that, like she told me this is going to happen 
but she had a nightmare. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. she wants him to come over, but she wants people to be there too, and just right, in case something right, happened. Right. And she did specifically ask them to stay. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. look good for old Rod. No, it doesn't. No, and it I, does not. I mean, if I was a cop, I'd be like, this is an open and shut case, boys. He did it. Yeah. Wrap it up. So it's the next morning and Nancy wants to go to school, but the mom is giving her a perfect out and saying, why don't you just stay here and sleep? And she probably wants to go to sleep to school because she's afraid she might fall asleep. Sure. She just hangs right. around her house. And she's day. been having bad dreams. Like at this point, I don't think they know. Like well, nobody right. doesn't mom. know what's going on, but like she doesn't want to have any more bad dreams. Plus she just watched her friend die. Maybe not watched, yeah. but walked in on her friend dead in a room. Mm-hmm. But her mom doesn't yeah. even list that as a reason for her not to go to school. It was like, it was something ridiculous. And I was like, let her stay home. She just saw someone get murdered. Absolutely. But so she starts walking to school and there's a weird guy watching her. And then suddenly she gets grabbed from behind by Rod. Third time that he has grabbed someone from out of the blue. He's got a habit of doing this. Yeah, he's in this movie for like 20 minutes. He's already grabbed four people. Yeah. Can I pause for a second? Yeah. Who was that dude? I think that was an FBI person. It was an undercover this, cop watching her? sting operation, Cause, yeah. Because she's like, Dad, you used me as bait. <sighs> right, okay. yeah. So Nancy is asking Rod if he did it, and he's saying, no, there was someone else there. And then, surprise, her dad was there, and it was a sting operation the whole time, but Nancy didn't know about it. And the dad used his daughter as bait to catch someone who just murdered a high schooler the night before. Not technically. I don't think he used her as bait. I just think he saw her walking to school and said, hey, I mean, Rod might come after her. Yeah. I might want to That's stay what close I to her and see what happens. Because he's not so, talking to the mom. Yeah, and I also think he was just watching over his daughter. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad dude. I think he means well. He definitely does. Anyway, so he tries to shoot Rod. Yeah. But Nancy gets in the way, so, she, mm-hmm. so he can't. He's right. like, oh, Nancy. And then Rod runs down the street barefoot. So yeah. this movie's scary, not because of Freddy, but because I was afraid someone was going to stub their toe. Yeah. So many or times. step on a nail. Yeah. How, how many times do the actors have to like go back to their trailer with like foot injuries. Yeah, right? I honestly think Quentin Tarantino watched this movie growing up and he was like, ooh, all those feet. This just, is what I want movies to yeah. be. <laughs> well, fun fact, Tina actually had one of her feet amputated because it got infected on the scene. What? what? That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, he's just trucking down the street with bare feet and I thought he was going to get hit by a police car, no, but he but does. they just arrest him. Right. They grab him from behind. Oh, oh. turnabout is fair play, Rod. <laughs> How does it feel? Mm-hmm. And they take him off the jail. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> but honestly, they should wrap it up because he definitely killed his girlfriend, but he didn't. And they also were like, he has a switch switchblade. I know. Right. We found the murder weapon that surprisingly has no blood on it. And whether or not you think that the dad used Nancy as bait, Nancy thinks that her dad used her as bait. Yes. So she's yelling at her dad. Yeah, I like her I attitude too. towards mm-hmm. sort of everything. She's sort of, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Right. And yeah, I like and I'm going to call your shit out. Yeah, and I don't I know. think that more people should be like that. Yeah, I, I like her, but I think the Rod situation, he looked real guilty. She didn't see her friend float into the ceiling and die. I would have immediately assumed Rod killed her and jumped out the window. Me too. And, and then he's like, go home. This is right. very traumatic. She's like, I'm still going to school. Yeah, because I'm mad at you. Yeah, she throws a hissy fit on the way to school. <laughs> right. It's insane. It's usually the opposite. Yeah. And now we've got Lynn Shay, and she's the teacher in this movie, and we Fun love fact, her. She's an insidious. That's right. That's who Lynn Shay is. She's the psychic. Yes. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, in 
And so she's walking around and she seems like a delightful teacher. And she's making someone stand in front of the class and read Julius Caesar. I think it's Julius Caesar. It seems Julius Caesar adjacent if it's not. I think so, too. It exists in the Julius Caesar Shakespeare. It is definitely in the expanded cinematic universe of Julius Caesar for sure. Yes. Yeah, I think Brutus (laughs) is somehow involved. He got some kind of crystal or something. Yeah, Yeah, he's got one of the Infinity Stones. That's what it is. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. He's got the Time Stone. I know all about that. Anyway, (laughs) but just like you are, Nancy is falling asleep during this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And she starts to have a dream. She does. And this part is so creepy. It is creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm, Because she turns to the desk next to her and Tina is there in like an opaque Uh, body bag. I think she's actually just standing in the hallway outside the door. No, she's sitting right next to her at first, I think. She is. Yeah. Well, we forgot to say earlier that Nancy's mom turned on a police report where they're pulling out Tina's body out of the house with a clear body bag. And it's disgusting. On the news. That was just on the news. This is not a part of the dream. Her arm is hanging out. So that's what appears to her in her dream. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she sees this body bag next to her and Tina's like kind of trying to claw out of it. Um, and then she sees a pool of blood in the hallway. That's right. And That's then what it is. she goes to investigate. I like this part because if the other kids in the classroom, when she falls asleep, they don't move at all. Oh, in, yeah. In the background of that scene. It's really creepy. Well, and I think the guy who's at the front of the room reading starts to like he's say. He's still yeah. reading, but he's reading it more of an ominous and creepy tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about dreams. They're talking about a, a, something about dreams. Dream. But she walks out of the hallway where that blood stain is. Mm-hmm. And then she sees Tina on the ground and her legs just lift up and mm-hmm. she starts to get dragged by. <laughs> nothing and it's really cool it is very impressive Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then so she's chasing after her and running around a corner and she runs smack into pigtails hall monitor who is also (laughs) wearing freddy's sweater she is and i love when she says fuck your hall pass and i don't know if she actually says fuck your i think it's screw your hall pass or something like that but yeah yeah but high school me would have been like oh no i'm sorry i'm so sorry i don't have a hall pass (laughs) (laughs) not nancy so she says screw your hall pass and then she starts to run again and we turn around and we see hall monitor patsy or whatever and now she's got the Freddy glove yeah and she's saying and the hat I think I think so too or no maybe it's just blood on her face it was something else creepy creepy. I don't think it was the hat I liked it though I thought it was cool yeah fine All right, so now she starts to follow the blood trail and there's like a giant blood trail that she's following yeah and she's following it down the halls she's Mm -hmm. only making right hand turns because it's a well known fact that bodies can only make right hand turns right so she's following it down and then goes down some stairs I think Mm -hmm. right down into like a boiler room the boiler room yeah and so while she's down in the boiler room, she sees Freddie from off in the distance and she sees that her face is all burned. And I think this is the clearest image we get of him so far. And he like lifts his chest up and cuts it open with his knife fingers. You see those maggots? Yeah, yeah. And like that green bloody goo. Yeah. And then we get some bop and 80s music and he starts to chase her. And I really like the music in this movie. Yeah. It gets fun. And so he's waving his knife glove around and he's scraping it all over the rail and he's trying to give me a migraine with those sounds. Um, and then <laughs> she backs up into a corner and she's trapped and he's just slowly coming like doing his little finger dance walking <laughs> towards her. because He's, he's really, really enjoying that he's chase, the chase. Yeah. He loves the chase. Just like Mikey. Uh, Yeah. So just like Mikey, she disappears right in front of his (laughs) (laughs) eyes. Just like with Mikey. uh she burned herself to wake up and get away from him. <laughs> yeah, so she oh. slams her hand on a hot pipe or her arm on a hot pipe, and the burn yeah, is did. what wakes her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's that hot pipe. Uh, uh, 
I'm not signing and off then for that. She joke. disappears. Is she the one who disappears, Mikey? Well, one of us does. <laughs> and then she wakes up screaming. Screaming in the classroom, yeah. And then Miss Insidious comes back and she's like, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. It's okay, you're awake now. You 12 hours ago witnessed your friend die <laughs> yeah. terribly. Yeah. She's the only adult that has any sort of humanity. Yeah. Why were you exactly. even at school? Yeah. So she sends her home. Um, and so now Nancy goes outside and she's really upset and she's crying, but she notices that her arm is burned. Yes. And now suddenly she's gained access to the police station and is just interviewing a suspect. Yeah. You know? She is in. <laughs> Interrogating Rod right that scene now. was cut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when your dad's the chief of police, I guess you, she should not be there interviewing a suspect. No. Yeah. She's 15. Yeah. And he shouldn't be left alone because he's a juvenile suspect. Yeah. And they still haven't cleaned the blood off of him. Listen, you only get a phone call or a shower. He chose phone call and he called Trevor, who was not at home because mm-hmm. Trevor was cheating on his wife. Fuck you, Trevor. So she's visiting Rod and she's asking who it was that was there. He's like, I don't know, he was invisible. She, he couldn't see what was happening. He just saw all four of the cuts appear at the same time. And he also says that he thought he was in a dream when it happened. He was like, right. I wish I had reacted sooner, mm-hmm. but I thought I was still having the bad dream that I was having. The night before. Yeah. Because yeah. he had just had that same nightmare. Yeah. And then so she, once he tells her that he dreamed about a guy who had knives for fingers, she just decides she's done with the conversation and walks away. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. Realize I got that. everything out of this that I needed. I'm leaving. Right. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be convicted of murder. Please don't exactly. leave. Like, yes, you, you think are. he did it? And she does call back. No, I don't think you did it. But she pieces out. After but I'm that. 15 years old, so good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, right. I am not a lawyer or a judge, so you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor, don't hang yourself. Bye. Yeah. And so now she's relaxing at home in a bathtub. And oh, she's got yeah. one of those bath pillows that I used I've to have. I've never seen I've one of those before in my life. Yeah. Oh, I have one of those. So she's just getting her steam on in this mm-hmm. hot bath, having a little self-amore time. She is relaxing. And hey, whatever self-care? she does yeah, to relax yeah. is her Listen, business. I am not, I'm not saying that she's touching anything, but mm-hmm. Freddie's reaching for it at least. Yes, he is. Because she starts to kind of drift off in the bathtub and we see, and this is an icon shot. Yes. We see his claws coming up out of the water in between her legs and it's mm-hmm. very sexual. Her legs are very spread for a bathtub. They are. Yeah, I mean, she's by herself. She just wants to get yeah. close I mean, I don't do this in the bathtub. Mikey, You're not taking baths right then. Mikey, you definitely should. I'm a wide dude. You gotta, you gotta get all in them nooks and crannies. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, like, you gotta get the Epsom salts in there. I need a big, big tub. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Yeah, you are, Mikey. I appreciate it. So his claw hand starts to come up in between her legs and yeah, like then like tries to reach over it's, onto her yeah, stomach. It's almost a come hither motion. Mm, yeah. Some might say. <laughs> Jen will not. <laughs> Mikey's face is so confused right now. You want to really trim up those knives. Oh, you're yes. Gonna go yeah, you hey, definitely got to trim up those trim knives. Trim your nails, guys. Yeah. Here's a tip. You like. Oh. Nope, nope. You know, I don't. I don't. You know, Mikey, we don't need no tips. <laughs> we don't need no tips, baby. We don't need no tips. But she starts to wake up. Because the mom knocks on the door and is like, Nancy, Nancy, don't fall asleep in the bathtub. Right, that's what she says. Don't lock the door if you're taking a bath either. But what? But as she stands up... Or as she wakes up, the hand gets like pulled back into the it tub. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she doesn't see it, yeah. And her right. mom, like my mom used to tell me all the time, don't fall asleep in the bathtub because you'll drown. Okay, so mom goes away. And she gets back to self amore. <laughs> she, meaning she falls asleep. My which bad. sometimes yeah. is just the best pleasure of all. Anyway. <laughs> so, she, so she falls asleep again and then she gets dragged down underneath into the bathtub. Yeah, it's really impressive. Like mm-hmm. th- this shot is very, very cool. 
It's it very is. cool. Because we see her underwater, and we don't exactly see what's grabbing her. But we keep seeing her hands reaching up and trying to pull herself yeah. back out. And she's screaming, and her mom's hearing and trying to come in and, like, coat hanger open the door. And then Nancy somehow gets out and just steps out. Yeah. Just right when the mom opens the door. Well, by the time the mom opens the door, she's out of the tub. She has a towel around herself. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then the mom gets her a bathrobe, and they, you know, she's like, I'm so sorry. I just slipped and whatever. Right, right, right. She, like, completely downplays it, which I'm not quite sure why she does, but I, I think know. it's just because she was in this dream state. Maybe she was, mm-hmm. like, half asleep, half awake. Right. And, and your mom's terrible. <laughs> yeah. She is an alcoholic. Like, she has alcohol, like, stashed throughout the entire house. Yeah. Yeah, which, and she's the only adult just put it in a cabinet. Yeah. But at this point in the movie, like, this is a normal mom thing that she's doing. Like, she's checking on her daughter. It seems like so she too. might yeah. be making dinner. Right, you but know. you know Nancy doesn't trust her because her parents are separated. Right. Her mom's an alcoholic and is doing really weird stuff. And we haven't seen a whole lot of evidence of that up at this point. But, yeah, I, I think we're starting to In context, notice. it makes sense. Right. Yes. All right, so now she's watching TV and reading at the same time, which takes a lot of effort. Mikey was very upset <laughs> about was. that. He was like, are you a monster? How can you do this? It's impossible. But later in the movie, Johnny Depp is listening to music while he's watching TV. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? I don't know. Watch MTV. Back then they showed music. It was both at the same time. Exactly. It's the 80s version of second screening. So now she's kind of drifting off, but Glenn comes through her window right now. And this reminded me a lot of Scream also. So Glenn is there and he's being real like jerky. Barefooted. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's barefoot. I just climbed up this rose trellis barefooted. Let me in. Yeah. Yeah. You know how hard it is to stand on a rose trellis barefoot? So I go, his feet have to be disgusting. So he sits and in the chair bleeding. and he crosses his feet. They're disgusting. Yeah, they are disgusting. Just exactly. put shoes on. Put shoes on because he, she doesn't want your dirty, bloody feet prints. I she don't does- want <laughs> your dirty, bloody feet prints. Right. I did it for you, Nance. Can't you see? I didn't want you to do this. Yeah. I foot printed you every day for a year. <laughs> Oh my Sorry. god! <laughs> Things have gone in crazy. This is what happens when we don't sleep. I know. <laughs> we never would have been able to kill Freddie. Oh my god! It is appropriate that we did this one when we had zero sleep. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like power footing himself all over her bedroom, and then says, "Hey, I heard you freaked out in English class today. Not, <laughs> hey, your best friend got murdered like 24 hours ago. Are you upset about it? Also, I was there. Maybe I could be upset about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm working through things in a very weird way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to walk his feelings out. Nancy's like, you gotta stand guard for me when yeah. I'm asleep. And he's like, I don't know, Nancy. Okay, so she does ask him to stay awake and watch her sleep, and if it yeah. looks like she's having a nightmare, wake her up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, All right, whatever, man. Right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. sure. I'll, I'll yeah. just sit with my nasty feet on this rocking chair next to your bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she goes to sleep, and so does he, mm-hmm. and she has another dream. And she starts walking outside, no shoes on. Oh. Uh, uh, and then she walks through the mud. Yeah. And There's I, straight up a mud puddle as she walks through. This is she walks through the glass, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But before she gets to the glass, I like that she's walking and she's like, Glenn, are you still watching me? And he just like pokes out from behind a tree and says, yeah, I'm still watching you. Go, go ahead. Which is definitely a dream for her. Exactly. Like he's still asleep. Because he's not watching her. Yeah. No. So she's walking past a window with broken glass and then she goes to a window with bars on it and I couldn't tell what it was at first, but it's the outside window of the cell that Rod is in. And she sees Well, it says the fifth precinct. It's the jail. Yeah. Yeah, I think I missed that sign. But yeah, so she's at yeah. the jail. So this is when Freddie comes 
into the jail cell and you see him do what Terminator 2 does mm-hmm. in five years from now. Yeah. I'm not saying that John Connor ripped off this movie, but he ripped off this movie. Well, he doesn't. Years. The bars don't go through him. Terminator does it better. Well, just Terminator kind of... 2 does everything better. Anyway. So anyway, so he walks through the bars and then yes. he looks up at Nancy and mm-hmm. then he disappears, right? Yeah, and like waves his little And finger. then Nancy starts yelling for Glenn, who's mm-hmm. Johnny Depp, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And so then we see Tina outside the precinct again. Tina is in the body bag and she has kind of zipped the face open a little bit and she opens her mouth and a centipede crawls oh, out. This yeah. part made Todd me almost threw up. Literally yeah. almost threw that up. That was maybe the most nervous I've ever been that you were going to throw I up. thought you were going to throw up. Because we also had some really bad Chinese food before we watched we did, the movie. We did have some bad Chinese yeah. food. And the eels. It was the eels yeah. that got me more than the centipede. Right, because there's yeah. a bunch of eels It cuts on the back ground. to Nancy, then it cuts back to her, and it's just an eels in a puddle on the ground. Fuck, yeah. that was gross. It's oh my God. really gross, yeah. And now Freddie's right behind her and chasing her again. Yeah, she had to walk barefoot through the eel puddle. Yeah, and so she gets back into her house and closes the door and tries to go upstairs while Freddie's trying to kind of break down the door, but her feet are sinking through the stairs. Yeah, the marshmallow stairs. Right. Yeah, so she gets past the marshmallow stairs. <laughs> yes, she and does. gets back up into her room, right? Yeah. And then her and Freddie start wrestling and Johnny Depp is still just sitting in the rocking chair yeah. and they're like knocking into him mm-hmm. and they eventually do end up sort of like on the floor right there in front of him like right. in between his legs uh-huh. and then the alarm starts to go off mm-hmm. and then she wakes up. The and, alarm clock. Yes. yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Freddie has slashed through the pillows Yes. instead of slashing through her and so she wakes up and immediately gives Glenn a bunch of shit for falling asleep. Yeah, he had one job yeah. and he slept through it. And then there's a theme in this movie of Nancy asking people for help and them constantly letting her down. Yeah. So now Nancy and Glenn are going to the police station. Yes. Yeah. And they're demanding to see Rod. And because they're high school students, of course, they it's just like let him on in. 2 a.m. too. Dude, I love the police officer who's like working the front desk. He's like, man, I took the night shift so I wouldn't have to have a busy. And she's like, let me see him. And he's exactly. like, what the fuck? Right. His reaction to her is the best acting anyone does in this movie <laughs> the whole time. My dad's a sheriff. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And so we're starting to see Rod, who's asleep on his cot in his cell, and the sheet that he has, which is yeah, moving it, around. Oh, man, yeah. it looks... It's twisting up, and it's and you guys made so many Well, okay, jokes. so it looked like he was getting erect. With it did, at, at very first, at yeah. very first. And then, and then, then once got... you see it move up by his neck, you're like, oh, he's not that big. Right. Because <laughs> you could definitely get four letters on that. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's insanely large if it can reach your neck. So anyways, the sheet is starting to go around his neck, and he's starting to be like pulled up and it's going to hang him. Yeah. I mean, you can tell what's going to happen. He starts to wake up as it happens. It's like cut between them trying to get back to see him Mm -hmm. and him getting hung. Yeah, Nancy's dad's come and and she's like, why are you working? He's like, there's an unsolved murder yesterday and I'm the sheriff. You were there. So I have like a job to do. Yeah. But she's like, Rod's going to die. So they like run to the jail cell. They're trying to unlock it. They see him hang himself or he's hanging right there. Yeah. Well, and they come just a little bit too late because he's already dead. So they pull him down. They check his pulse. And they don't see him being hung. They just see him already have been hung. Right. Yeah. they cut him down and lay him in Nancy's lap like you would do. With yeah, the they right. literally cut him down and take him over to Nancy's lap and set him there. And then they check the pole. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Nancy, hold your friend. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, remember what happened to your friend last night? Yeah. Same thing happened to our boyfriend mm-hmm. tonight. It's like that. Yeah. He definitely did it. Wrap it up, boys. Wrap it up. Yeah. Open and shut case, boys. What do you think now, Nancy? He hung himself. Yeah. He's in your lap. Do you think he's guilty now? <laughs> Jeez. Maybe next time you'll listen to your father. Yeah. They have some well, issues. <laughs> giving me a lot to think about. <laughs> we'll show ourselves out. Um, so now we cut to the first funeral in this movie. Which right. And this is not Tina's funeral. This no. is the person they think murdered her funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of people there. there I'm are. surprised. I know you were. You the, brought it up. Yeah. And I'm surprised because Wes Craven loves to show funeral scenes that they didn't show Tina's. Yeah. I'm surprised too. Maybe I'm surprised the sheriff showed up and I'm surprised Nancy showed up and I'm surprised yeah. everyone showed up and was like, maybe he didn't do it. And I was like, no, nah, he probably did. Or maybe it's just that, you know, he's a teenager that they knew and maybe he did something terrible but he was still a person so teenagers funerals do have the biggest turnout typically do they yeah i found that out when my brother died as a teenager yeah is that like actual statistics it is yeah Yeah. i mean like 700 people attended my brother's funeral really yeah it was because he had a lot of friends from many different communities and they're all young and like if you're if you live a long long life most of your friends may be dead or can't make it to your funeral right so is that what's happening to me yeah <laughs> so after this funeral, she's sitting at some kind of weird Hobbit church. Yeah, and- well, it's the church they buried him at. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but it just looks so. It's bizarre. because the hedges around the outside. Right. It, it did sort of look like a and Hobbit. And the way church. the street is yeah. situated too. It was it was interesting. I wanted to investigate this church more, but we don't. So Nancy's mom comes and uh, is- gets her in the car. Like they right. put her in the Volvo, and the, and the detective dad comes over and says, yeah. "Keep her in the house. Like right. don't let her out. Yeah, there's something going on." Well, and he's asking Nancy. He said, he's saying, you said someone else killed Tina. Who was it? Who do you think it was? And that's when she starts to talk about who she thinks it is. She says he's got a burned face and he's got a hat and he wears a red and green sweater and he has knives for fingers and their eyes are b- about popping out of their heads yeah, between like giving the mom each and dad. other these yeah, the conspiracy like, eyes. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. And so they like hustle her into the car and the mom's like, I'm gonna get her some help. Cut to sleep study. Yeah, the cut your sleep disorder clinic. Yes. My done. favorite part is like the doctor of the sleep studies like, you know, it's probably just the fact that she's witnessed two murders in two days. Two days yeah. Exactly. He even calls out that it's <laughs> just been two days. But mm-hmm. I'll take your money. Your money's good here. We'll do this study, <laughs> right. but yeah. she's probably not gonna sleep for a while. Yeah. She should definitely be seeing other us and not a psychiatrist. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. This is stop number one. Right. <laughs> oh, Wayne Gabe, Wayne Gabe. Yeah. So she's getting sleep monitored and you guys made a lot of rim face jokes or something. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about R.E.M. and their yeah, we, well, I, I do remember making a few references to R.E.M. albums and songs during this. All yeah. Right. But he more or less gets her to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. He starts to talk about the display and how a point three is a fine dream, but a point five or higher is a a scary dream, and then she goes way off the charts. Yeah, she does. And they she have gets to go wake her up. 10, 20, 30. But they're talking about how dreams are mysteries, and he says they're like body hocus pocus. Um, <laughs> and that they still don't actually know what dreams are. Which is you don't want to hear from someone who's doing your sleep study. Exactly. Like, I have no idea what any of this does. Yeah. Right. Hey, we make up a lot of this shit as we go along. Exactly. Do you, uh, do you want to write me a check? Or like, what's <laughs> right, the deal? Yeah. You pay up front. <laughs> but anyway, so they wake her up, but she has the hat with her. And she's got scratches on her arm. Yeah, so yeah. she yeah. pulls she, like off a legit magic trick. Mm-hmm. Illusion, excuse me. Uh, yes. <laughs> she scratched her own arm and she's like, did I? Or how did I get this? Ta-da! <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bunch of flowers. Oh, wait, no, it's a hat. Sorry. Yeah. And it has, 1,000 penny 
<laughs> so they have, uh, she has his hat now. Right. In exactly. reality. <laughs> and the mom definitely recognizes this hat. Oh, yeah. She's like, Ooh, I murdered a man in that hat exactly. once. Nancy comes down and hears mom talking to someone on the phone about the hat. So Nancy's saying she's trying to prove who killed Tina and that, yes, there is a guy who's coming after me in my dreams. And the mom has like not so sneakily tried to shove this hat into a drawer. It was either alcohol or the hat. Ladies. Well, no, there is yeah. alcohol on the counter that she then pushes behind her oh, yeah. as Nancy comes down in the kitchen. And so she's getting really mad at her mom and she's saying, you do know who it is. And she pulls the hat out and she says, look, it's got his name written right yeah. into it. It's, it says Fred. It's it says, Fred Krueger. If found, please return to F. Krueger. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, F. Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Then she said, well, maybe I should just get a bottle and get loaded, like alluding to her alcoholism, which apparently yes. she's not hiding very well. And then the mom slaps her in the face and says, Fred can't come after you anymore because he's dead. So now Nancy knows for sure that her mom has just been pretending gaslighting her exactly yeah. yeah and that she knew all along who this person was and tries to make her think she was crazy so that if she just ignores it that it'll go away in all fairness the mom did kill freddie not by herself a bunch of people did mm-hmm. so it would be like listen he's dead he cannot hurt you right right and she's yeah. like i'm telling you he's coming to my dreams yeah mm-hmm. and you just saw me like Pull you just saw evidence yeah. that this i might just be conjured happening. his hat out of nothing. Right. Well, it's okay. Nancy gets pissed, picks up the bottle, and slams it on the ground. She and does, her mom, yeah. bare feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on in this Tarantino feet masturbation <laughs> fest? It's unsettling. It's, it's a There's nightmare. too many bare feet. So now Nancy and Glenn are on a bridge, and he's talking about dream skills and saying, if you have a nightmare, you just have to make up your mind that you're in a magic world. She's talking about a culture that gets its literature from dreams. And yeah. how they can control their dreams. Yeah. So if they're falling, they have to just see themselves falling into a poem or a music right. or whatever mm-hmm. or a music or whatever yeah and then they they just get wake up and write down what they the dream was exactly My, yeah. yeah favorite part about this scene is like he invites her to go with him to go to a bridge and he's like when i'm stressed i eat okay i've been there johnny d doesn't offer her any food or does anything. not offer her any food <laughs> just eats his food he's like well i could i could solve your dream problem <laughs> Just pretend, just don't give the monster power. And then doesn't solve her dream problem, and so she leaves him there eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's saying you just turn your back on it and you take away its power, and that's how you defeat your dream. Right. Just like commitment. (laughs) You turn your back on it, Mikey. It takes away its power. she's reading a book about booby traps. Yes. And then she says, because I'm into survival. Yeah. And that's when she turns on her heel and walks away. Which she is and does pay off later. Yeah, she's very proactive. And that's what something that makes her kind of an evolved final girl if you look at Sally and Alice and Laurie because she's not just reacting and I don't say that to take anything away from those final girls I'm just saying this is an evolution of this trope is that she's starting to make plans to try to defeat this monster yeah Yeah. now I will say some of those final girls don't have the opportunity to plan exactly like um, Like, Laurie doesn't know Michael exists until he's trying to kill her and then she starts stabbing him with exactly like yeah she's a badass right yeah yeah and again not saying anything to take away I'm saying it's an evolution of the writing of these characters and Nancy is a badass too I'm not saying she's not right exactly and I would put Ripley in that category also yeah so what happens after this all right Um, so now she goes home and she notices that her mom has just commandoed out the house took the trellis down and put bars on all the windows right yeah. So now Johnny Depp can't come over and she can't get out once yeah. she's inside the house because yeah. she also put a new lock on the front door and it's a key lock on both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like a deadbolt you can just open and go out if you're inside. Right. 
And since the mom did that, she's just been nonstop drinking with another bottle that she found. Because yes. she's just drunk swagger smoking around her it house. It looks like Malibu rum. It does. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe Grey Goose, I think. Oh, maybe Grey Goose. Yeah. So she says, well, come down in the cellar and I'll tell you all about the story. So they go down into the cellar and she has this furnace thing with the door on it. And she's talking about Fred Krueger. And he was a child murderer who killed at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. Which is a lot of kids. That's it a shitload a of kids. That's, kids. A not a, that's not a big neighborhood. It's a lot of kids for these kids not to remember anything about that. Yeah, that's, so she's telling the story about how they arrested Freddie. They did, yeah. And then he got off on a technicality. He did. And mm-hmm. then the town got together and burned him alive. Yes, they tracked him down. They found him in an old boiler room, and that's where he used to take the kids. And that's the bad place that we keep seeing him yes. in. Yeah. And then she's got the knife glove. Yeah. In, and yeah, she, so she original. shows it to Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's like, what the fuck? This thing is real. And now she knows the story. So now Johnny Depp is watching TV and listening to music at the same time. Like a monster. <laughs> waiting for Miss Nude USA to come on. Yeah. Well, and to tell his is mom all about it. No, 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 it's not real. No. So no. he's just joking with his mom? Yeah, he was yeah. just fucking around. Yeah. And that's, right. I mean, that's, she even calls it out. She's like, listen to you, Mr. Smarty Pants. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. She's like, well, how are you going to hear what they say since you're listening to music? He's like, why would I care what they say? Exactly. Yeah. And then Nancy calls him and they're like looking across at each other from across the street and talking on the phone. And she's saying she hasn't slept in eight days. Yeah. And she needs him to help her. And she's going to bring Freddie out of the dream like she brought his hat out. And she needs Johnny Depp to meet her at midnight. And she's going to try to bring him out of the dream. And then Johnny Depp, I guess, is responsible for like punching his ugly lights out. Well, she said bring a bat or something. She's like, you have something you can use. Right, yeah. But he's not reliable. Also, he's not big. He's got that crutch on his door, though. (laughs) Yeah, what was that about, man? Anyway, so... He played Tiny Tim in the Christmas (laughs) pageant. That's what it was. So she calls her soon-to-be ex-boyfriend to do something that is requiring him to stay awake again mm-hmm. when he has a proven track record of not being able to do that. Yeah. And he has spaghetti noodle arms. So she leaves him and waits, and then she's Jesse Spanoing, and she's taking some, like, stay awake speed. pills. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, taking speed. They're, yeah. like, caffeine pills. <laughs> so now Glenn is asleep, and his mom comes in to check on him. And this is when they have the conversation about Miss Nude America, and who cares what she says? I'm listening to music. I'm right. not listening for, he's not reading for the articles. Right. He's looking at the pictures. Absolutely. Um, and she says it's almost midnight and they have a sweet little mother-son yeah. goodbye. And I'm glad that they get to have this because it's the last time they're going to see him. Before so, he gets bed blendered. Yeah. <laughs> and so now Nancy and her mom are having another moment and she's kind of tucking Nancy in because Nancy's fooled her into thinking she is actually going to sleep. This is my favorite part. This is an insane scene. It is. I love it. <laughs> because her mom, it's very like Wes Craven shocker kind of, you know, because the mom takes like three giant pitchers of coffee out of her room. But never fear, because Nancy's got a plugged in brewing Mr. Coffee full size on the floor under her nightstand. Yes. And then she doesn't even unplug it and plug it back in. No. She just pulls it out from under her nightstand, sets it on top of her nightstand and pours herself a piping hot cup of joe. It's hilarious. It really is. And then she walks over to her closet 
closet to change clothes. And I expect her to, her to open the door of the closet and to have like this whole like mini coffee bar behind there. <laughs> it's like a barista and she's just like, hey, I, I want some uh, pumpkin cream cold brew. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. So good. Oh, I've heard that's a good It's amazing. Thing. It's the best. This it episode is. brought to you by <laughs> Starbucks cold pumpkin. Brew. I had one today. Did pumpkin you? cream cold brew. And so she looks out the window and she's seeing Glenn's parents standing out there and Glenn's dad is just like grimacing like and staring at yeah. her mm-hmm. yeah. and she was changing so yeah. extra, oh I forgot about that she, she gets a little naked right there and uh, he's staring at her which yeah. is a creepier element on this and then the, the wife's like don't stare at that exactly you're not supposed to be leering what are you a friend of Ramon <laughs> yeah right and then she's like I think she's crazy I don't yeah. want her to see my son again and the like no her, the mom's just being cautious like she lives there by herself she just wants to protect her daughter and kids are getting murdered right now and so mom is secret drinking now and nancy calls glenn again and the mom answers and did you guys ever call a significant other like real late or know that one was going to be calling and you like had to lay on top of the phone so that you could answer <laughs> it immediately so that nobody in your house would hear a ringing no what you, you would do, do is that? you would call like a movie phone line or like to get the weather or whatever mm-hmm. and just sit online with that automated service uh-huh. and wait for the call waiting to uh-huh. come through. So smart. Why did I not do that? Because you're not as smart. You guys as are me. a couple years older than me. I had my Nextel phone by the I time. Also, nice. yeah. So she's calling Glenn's mom and Glenn's mom's like, dude, it's midnight. What are you calling about? And Nancy says it's super private and very important. So of course the mom's going to say, oh, okay, perfect. Here you go. Here's my son. I'm pregnant. That's what she should have said. <laughs> yeah. She should have said I'm pregnant because then there's no way they're letting Glenn sleep anymore. Absolutely. Johnny Depp is downstairs getting yelled at immediately. But he can't go out and help her if he's locked in his house forever. Yeah, but he's not dead forever. Well, that's true. That She could have saved his life. He yeah. would have been wide awake, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. He would not have gotten any sleep that night. <laughs> because they haven't had sex yet, too. So we don't know now that. there's a mystery to figure out. Oh, I'm on the Who's case. The father? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so anyways, the dad comes up and just hangs up on her. He's like, you just got to show these kids who's boss. And then kills his son effectively by taking the phone off the hook. I mean, there's no way he knew that I was going to happen. But yeah, he does. He I know. Son. But you know, he <laughs> is going to beat himself up over that for probably the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. Oh. <laughs> 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 Nancy tries to call again because their phone's off the hook, right? And she rips the phone out of the wall mm, and she right. throws it on the bed, wraps it up, throws it on the bed. And then she starts to walk out of the room and then the phone rings again. Mm. Yeah. And then she walks over to the phone and the phone gives her mouth a lingus. Yeah. He goes, I'm your boyfriend now. So gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then phone tongues are, yeah. it is really gross. Talk yeah. about phone sex. Oh, oh. gross. <laughs> I've been saying that since the rest of the movie. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. This episode yeah. brought to you Dip by that song. <laughs> All right. So she tries to go get Glenn, but her mom has locked the door, and her mom's just shit-faced. Yeah, she tries oh, yeah. to wake her mom up in the bedroom, yeah. right? And your mom's no, her shit-faced mom's, drunk. Uh, her mom is shit-faced drunk on the couch. Yeah. I bet you want the keys, don't you, Nancy? I, I got the keys somewhere. I even have a mom. Uh-huh. And so then we cut back to Glenn, and we hear the national anthem play. Because this is when TV stations literally went off the air for like six hours yeah. from midnight till six. You, you had like the Netflix color bars. wouldn't stream after midnight? Oh, there wow. There was no Netflix, yeah. <laughs> And so we hear the announcer signing off, and then Freddie's arms come up and grab him from around the waist and pull him into a hole in the bed. 
and his headphones and the TV and anything else that's around him on And the, the record player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything he's connected to. And it doesn't turn out well because no. then we see a gigantic geyser of blood just shooting up to the ceiling. And this is when his mom just decides to come check on him. All right. She sees blood faithful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting out of the bed. This yeah. shot's really cool, though. It really it is. is, yeah. You know how they did it? The, the, the room's upside down. Yeah, the room's upside down, mm-hmm. and she's you never see her in the room. Right. right. You just see her reaction at the door. And that is how they did it, and they used 500 gallons of fake blood for wow. it. Wow. Yeah. And it's red dyed water. And so all of the cops are there, and this was re- one of the most disturbing things in the movie, because we walk in and they see they're having to put a bucket on the first floor because so much blood is dripping down from the ceiling and like that's what's left of their son yeah and it really they're literally taking him out in buckets mm-hmm. and we see the dad like get really emotional <laughs> they're like hey, i love how we're laughing about it I know. <laughs> get the wet dry back boys we gotta get this guy to the autopsy room well because they bring a stretcher in and he's gonna like, be no, buried no, no. in an aquarium yeah and we see like the mickey brooms taking out like all the buckets of johnny depp blood <laughs> back him up boys but it's not not funny it's terrible it is horrible how <laughs> dare you laugh at that mikey, mikey? <laughs> <laughs> got him Woo, <laughs> <teen> him. Chair. <laughs> all right and then he went oh my gosh they could just make him into a memorial fountain <laughs> dear mikey i loved your joke <laughs> All right. Dearest Michael. <laughs> Dearest Mikey, the war is not going well in the north, but your joke is very great. I am struggling here in the war of northern aggression, but your joke has kept me and the compatriots warm on these cold southern nights. Please keep your jokes coming, as we don't have much to look forward to other than racism and horrible sister But we have faith in great General Lee. <laughs> Welcome to Ken Burns' horror version. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Fuck it. All right. So now Nancy calls her dad at someone else's house and is talking to her dad and saying, Dad, I got a proposition for you. I don't know why I said that weird. She says, (laughs) I mean, I guess because she's saying, Dad, I have a proposition for you. And it sounds weird. But she's saying, I'm going to go get the guy who did this because you're not doing anything to protect me. Yeah. But can you please protect me? Right now. Yeah. I want you to be on the porch and bust the door down in exactly 20 minutes. And it's really important. That's going to give me enough time to fall asleep and go get him and do 9,000 other really important things. The montage that's about to happen is insane because she has 10 minutes before she has to get in bed so she can fall asleep by the 20 minute mark. And she sets up like booby traps that involve chemistry. Yeah. And Uh, hammers. Yeah. Insane stuff. Yeah. One, she's on speed. Yeah. Caffeine (laughs) is a hell of a drug. Two. That's true. If she has all these shotgun shells where's just wouldn't she just use the shotgun no we see the shells we don't see the shotgun yeah it might be in a safe somewhere you don't yeah. know so she takes these shotgun shells and bores out a light bulb so when mm-hmm. the light bulb gets turned on it shoots out the shotgun pellets and the, <laughs> the, the, the powder happens. explodes yeah That's when we cool. see that happen like that actually happens in the yeah. movie way to go nancy yeah like she's a badass well she was yeah. reading that book about yeah. the booby trap yeah, yeah. kevin McAllister's book yeah, yeah. so she's mm-hmm. reading the 
Home Alone. She's the diagrams of all the micro machines. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. a crayon map. Yeah. <laughs> but she also has time to MacGyver out her entire house and have a heart to heart with her mom. Oh, yeah. She gets that heart to heart with her mom for sure. Mm-hmm. And her mom decides not to drink because it's such a powerful heart to heart. I don't think she decides no, that because her later. mom is shit faced. Well, but she takes the bottle and she's about to take another sip and she says, sometimes it's time to just turn away from things. And then she doesn't take a sip and puts it down. Well, yeah, because she's already shit faced yeah, and she right. just wants to go to sleep she's, without pissing herself. Exactly. The bottle's empty. <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, this is empty. Oh, yeah. Give me another go. <laughs> um, but she's also saying sometimes you just have to turn away, which is the same thing that Glenn was saying. Like if you right. turn away from something, you take its power away. And they say they love each other, which is another, a good thing that they do. It is. Yeah. So Nancy's now going to her bed and saying her prayers. And then she lays down. And then she's walking down steps. But now she's wearing shoes. Yes. yes. She's put on the shoes. She re- she's decided that shoes were the problem all along. <laughs> she read exactly. the survival book and chapter one was lace up. Yeah. <laughs> chapter one is literally just put shoes on, idiot. <laughs> right. But I think they're still house slippers. They are, but she's in it's the house. It's a step true. up. Ah. She's only mm. in the house. This is That's appropriate true. footwear. But she doesn't put boiler room shoes on when she goes to the boiler room. Do you room. have separate boiler room shoes? Do you yes, not, I do. Todd? Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> I don't have a boiler. Oh. <laughs> How's that wood paneling house going? Simpletons. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I getting boiler shamed? <laughs> what is this, 1833? <laughs> <laughs> oh, capital. <laughs> so she's going down into her boiler room shoes. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, you hey, do. So she's walking down, and now... Now she's walking down to an even more boiler room. Yeah. yeah and she yeah. starts to hear Tina's voice and Freddie laughing. She got cellarception. She did, yeah. yeah. And so now she's walking down a spiral staircase and she's yelling for Freddie. She's saying, I'm here. What are you waiting for? And she finds this Freddie layer, which is like just a real sad mattress with like an army blanket on it or something. And Tina's crucifix is under the covers. I don't want to know why. I sort of want to know why. I kind of want to know why. Yeah. And then she sees some blood soaked headphones that were Glenn's. And that's yeah. really sad and disturbing. I mean, these are just his trophies. Yeah, it's going to make kills. that mattress yeah. all dirty. Yeah. 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 yeah and it, but that one's not on the mattress. That one's drying off by the, by the fire. fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's a Serial killer, so he's taking souvenirs from all his kills. Yeah, so right. I'm saying these are just the trophies, right? And she's saying, "Show yourself, show yourself," and then he does. He's right behind he's her. And she jumps down the steps and lands in the bushes of her front yard. And did you guys see the giant? Oh pad yeah, that she it's very on? clear. There's yeah. a giant big black pad she she lands on. All right, and I think this is how she's drawing him out of the dream because he follows her out of the dream. And I think now at this point she's in her actual house. No, she's in no, she's not. That is her showing that she learned how to control her dream. Yeah, because it's like, she's controlling the dream. She's able to go from the, the thing. Johnny Depp says when you're falling, you just think you're falling into something else. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what she does. And that's why I don't mind that big black pad being there mm, because she on it. that's what she would want to land on if she was falling onto something. That's true. So she wanna... lands on it and it's gone when he falls onto it. Right. So it... yeah, it doesn't bother me even though you can see it. <laughs> well, and so he falls on too and then she just like ninja jumps on top of him and yeah. starts wrestling with yeah. him. And I think she did some of her own stunts and she's talked about how she and Robert England had a really like fun relationship. Like he was kind of like a mentor. Uh-huh. But anyway, so she did a lot of these stunts herself. And I mean, they're not super. No, I mean, they're not stunts, super but, intricate stunts, but that's cool. But she's probably also like 20 when she was doing yeah. this. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so 
she jumps on and they right. wrestle a little bit and then mm-hmm. she's up in her bed upstairs. Right, because her alarm went off and she's yeah. woken up. She wakes up and nothing happens. She said, I guess I am crazy. And then... And then he jumps out and he's right behind her. Yeah. So is now when he's yes. not yes. in now the dream world. Okay, so world. now he's not in the dream world anymore. Right. And so he's walking through the house and catching all of her booby traps because the hammer gets her right in the stomach. The hammer Ugh. gets him right in the stomach. Right. Yeah. And then he falls down the steps too. Well, not yet mm. because she lost locks him in the room That's where right. the hammer's right outside of it and she goes and like bangs on the doors mm-hmm. or opens the window and well, like she's yelling the to, windows out. Yeah, so she goes and opens the window or breaks out the windows and is mm-hmm. yelling at the cops that are across the street at her ex-boyfriend's house. She's on the market, guys. Because <laughs> she, uh, she, you know, she's trying to get her dad to come help her because her dad like is just leaving her in alert. She's mm-hmm. like, I got him over here. I need some help. Do your fucking job. And the right. other cop's like, huh, that's weird. This is uh, really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, Maybe. she's real bossy for a woman. Yeah. Oh, Go get someone, you asshat. Well, and he does say, maybe I should go tell the lieutenant. He doesn't get someone until she goes downstairs, breaks out the front glass and the door, mm-hmm. and then continues to yell. And, and technically, I- Freddie goes in front of that window, too. Yeah, he yes. does. Yeah, yeah. So now they believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he does open the door, the hammer hits him in the stomach, mm-hmm. and then he falls down the steps. Right, and it reminded me a little bit of Scream when the killer has roller skates on. Oh, you yeah, know? he's it's definitely got the very, like, on. slapsticky fighting. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I like it. I don't mind it I didn't all. hate it at all but i can you can kind of see west craven in the direction yeah. of both of these movies yeah but as the cops are lollygagging around mm-hmm. freddie chases her down into the basement she corners him sets him on fire and yeah. then runs up and that's when the cops finally make it over mm-hmm. her yeah. dad finally decides to take any of this serious after she set the bad guy on fire exactly proving that she doesn't need him to protect her right so um they go down into the cellar and they see and then they come back up and they see flaming footsteps going up the stairs. Yeah, into the mom's room. Right. Yeah, and she's saying, oh, he's after mom, so she goes upstairs and she sees Freddie on fire on top of the mom fighting with her, yes. and the dad throws a giant blanket on top and puts them it both puts out. the fire out, yep. and then they pull the blanket back, and Freddie's gone, but it's the mom who's burned up. Yeah. Descending into this blue 80s hell bed. I honestly Dream thought she was going into heaven. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's not red. It's like blue and white True. and light. And, and she just like <laughs> descends into it. Right. And the bed is magically made again. Yes. And she's and, like kind of waving. She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really wanted the T2 thumbs up right there. Yeah, but we didn't man. Get it. And it's one of those things where I think like in the 80s, you write it in a script and it sounds really cool and you just don't have the technology to pull it off. And you shoot it on the day and you're like, eh doesn't look great exactly but we're gonna go for it because yeah. you know we spent a lot of money on it and so nancy's telling the dad now to go downstairs and she'll be okay and she turns her back and freddie comes up out of the bed out of the fitted sheet and it's really yeah. cool and it reminds me a lot of when he did the thing with the wall at the beginning it's very cool yeah and he cuts through the fitted sheet mm-hmm. and he kind of walks out and she turns her back on him and she's like she does i never loved you freddie <laughs> i never wrote you every day for a year this is over <laughs> right but what she does it's say it's not you it's me freddie <laughs> yeah. You've been werewolfed. Oh. You've been, yeah. <laughs> but what she does say is, I take back every bit of energy I gave you, and you're nothing. And she won't look at him. And she, well, she is looking at him when she says I have, She looks at him for that. And then she turns around and he falls and disintegrates into her butt. Into- I have heard this speech before. <laughs> yeah, you have. I've t- I take back all the energy I put into you. Yeah. <laughs> and so she does. She takes her energy back and she puts her hand on the doorknob and he just explodes into 80s glitter. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any power anymore. This is the part of the movie that I really, really like. And I think it's a really empowering part. I agree. Part. I yeah. like Nancy, yeah. Yeah, Heather Langenkamp has talked about... Uh, 
um, hearing from a lot of people who like whatever it was, if they were being bullied or she said she got a lot of fans who were struggling with their sexuality and they took a lot of encouragement from that and saying, I'm afraid of you because I'm letting myself be afraid. And if I take that power back, then I am in control of my power. Anyone in your life who is abusing you or or emotionally manipulating you or any sort of or bullying or or daily gaslighting you. Yeah. um, You you can take that power back and not let them affect you. Now, the problem with that, though, is there are things that you don't have control over. And if you turn your back and repress things and refuse to deal with them, that's not going to be helpful. Sure. You can't just ignore problems and have them... Well, which it I think I think this movie is a good metaphor for because even when the mom puts the bars on the windows and tries to like lock up the house, like, mm-hmm. well, we can just ignore this has ever happened. And right. We pretend nothing's nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. We're safe in here. Nothing's wrong. But the nightmare comes from inside the house. Because exactly. she does face that fear she and does. then tell that fear it doesn't have any power over her life right. anymore. Literally, she yeah. turns her back, but then she turns around and she says, "You have no power over me." So she's addressing it. And like, if you're looking at it as past trauma, if you just repress and ignore, it's going to con you but when you look at it and you really start to accept it that's when you can start to move forward yeah that's the part of the ending that i love after that i don't know so the next thing that happens is we walk out on the porch and it's overly bright it's very it's like a happy dream world and it's foggy yeah and the mom is saying oh i just decided i don't want to drink anymore which it's not how it works yeah um and the friends who were all dead now drive up in Glenn's car with the top down. And so she says goodbye to the mom and she gets in the car. And then we notice that the uh, Freddy top comes up. Exactly. And it's red and green striped. I don't know if you caught that, Mike. <laughs> I did not because I'm colorblind. Oh, are you really? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> I mean, red and green colorblind. Yeah. Anyways, and so the top is coming down and the kids are starting to panic because they're not doing it and the windows are all going up and then the car gets driven away with them in it and she's screaming for her mom and then Freddie's arm comes out and pulls her back in. The mom. And man, yeah. that looks bad. It does kind of look bad and I think it's an example of the 80s surreal effects that don't quite work. That's fair. Because it's about the same level of effect as the other stuff and I, I'm not sure exactly why it doesn't work. But Probably because yeah. we're all pissed off it was happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly what is this end? Okay, here's the way that I see this end is that yes, Freddie may be gone but she still has to live with the trauma of what happened. Oh, so she still has nightmares. They just right. might not be. Exactly. That it's still going to follow her. It's just not Freddie. Here's what Todd's going to say. That would be great if the movie showed me that, but that's not what it showed me. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's my yeah. biggest problem with it. Uh-huh. And, and I, that's how I read it. And I like it. I don't love the ending of this. I also yeah. don't, I'm not crazy about the gotcha stingers because I think a lot of times they don't work very well. And Wes Craven didn't want to end the movie this way. He didn't really want to make it a franchise. He wanted to just end it. But. That's the movie. And that's the movie. Yeah. Roll yeah. The credits. Roll credits. Now that we've talked about it, I, I really liked it. I liked it yeah. more than I think I like most of the movies we watch. Yeah. And I think it held up really well. I hated The Little Stinger. And if they took that out, I think it would have been probably the classic that everybody talks it up to be. I really liked it, too. I know one of the things I love about it is I think it's just it's so creative. You know, like if you look at Halloween and Friday the 13th, not to knock them, but you've got one killer killing in basically the same way. Yeah. The kills start to get a little more inventive as it goes along, but it's not as believable as Freddy just does all these bizarre things, you know. And so that's one thing I really like about it. I think the kills are really interesting, but in a way that's believable to the movie. And I like this one because Freddy's not so wisecracking. Not- I do like these little tongue and 
chic. Yeah. But he isn't like, <laughs> and we have seen J- uh, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And he is very just one liner driven mm-hmm. there. And he really, they start to lean into it as the series yeah. goes along. And I like how restrained it is here. I mean, he's pretty menacing, child murdery, pedophile y. Yes. One. And very sexual. And we see the seeds of that, but it doesn't come across as him doing his like stand up. Yeah. He, he's not working on his tight five. But exactly. by movie three, he's like, I'm too over this shit. Mm-hmm. Let's do box office. So what do you think the budget was for this movie, guys? $3 million. $2 million. You're closest, Jen. It was $1.8 million. Oh, no, but I went over. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so you both lose. Uh, it eventually went on to make $25.5 million. Nice. Pretty so good. really, really good money. And now, is that when it was in theaters, that yes. number? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm sure it's made a lot more money than yeah. that. But when it came out originally, it did not do very well in its opening weekend. It was 10th in its mm-hmm. opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, beaten by uh, The Terminator, uh, Amadeus, and another movie we've done, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, listen to that episode oh if you want to hear Todd's heart almost explode. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you say it's a sleeper hit? Yeah, it definitely oh. was a sleeper hit, for sure. Nice. It actually did better in its second week out. It went from 10th oh, to 7th, yeah. Like word of mouth kind of thing? Yeah, it must have been word of mouth, yeah, because it did much, much better in its second and even third week out. All right, so let's do some Gen Fun Facts. Gen's Fun Facts. Nailed it. Okay. So um, this was inspired by a couple of things. There were some articles written about some refugees, but they were apparently having really bad nightmares and refused to sleep and were trying to stay up as long as they could. And then when they finally did fall asleep, they died in their sleep. What? Yeah, I'm not. I'll try to link some facts about that because I'm not exactly clear on what the story was. But that was one of his inspirations. Okay. When he was a kid, he was looking out his window and he saw an elderly drunk walking past him on the sidewalk. And he also was bullied by a kid named Fred Krueger in elementary school. Oh, ultimate payback. Right, exactly. And the song Dreamweaver. Yeah. All of those things came together in a big mishmash. And that's where this idea was born. Oh, wow. you mean cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, be. it was the 80s. So Freddy Krueger was originally supposed to be a child molester, and that was what was written in the script. And in the movie, he's just a child murderer. And the reason they changed that is, did you guys hear about the satanic panic in the 80s? And there were all these kids that were at this daycare, and they were um, interviewing them and like coercing them into saying they had been assaulted at their daycare. Yeah. That trial was going on at the same time that this movie was being Oh, filmed. wow. Okay. Yeah. And the studio was like, let's not look like we're exploiting this. And so sure. we just changed it to a child murderer because that's way better. Yeah. Like, they downgraded to child murderer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have still done bad things before he killed him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I learned anything from the show Mindhunter, he was also a molester. <laughs> yeah. 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 That show's so good. It is so good. So this was the studio New Line's first commercial success, and it's actually known as the house that Freddie built. Oh, yeah? Of this ah. Yeah, it took a while for them to find somebody to distribute it, and New Line kind of took a chance on it. And it worked out really well for them. It absolutely did. They made quite a bit of money on this. Right. Yeah. And it's a gigantic franchise, and yeah. he's like an icon. Okay, so Johnny Depp, this was his first major role, and he gets like the introducing Johnny Depp credit scene. 
it doesn't explode, but there is cool stuff going on when it happens. So yeah, the movie's going on. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. But he just kind of tagged along to this audition with his friend Jackie Earl Haley, oh. who ended up playing Freddy in the remake. Warshak from Watchmen. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so Jackie Earl Haley didn't get the part, but Johnny Depp did. That's awesome. I yeah. know. Okay. And the same thing happened with Matthew Lillard, though. He just went along to with his girlfriend's audition and ended up getting cast as Stu. All right. So considered for the role of Glenn, Nicolas Cage, Kiefer Sutherland. And I know that this is true. Charlie Sheen, but he wanted too much money for it. Yeah. They didn't have enough money. I think like $10,000 a week or something. Rumored other actresses considered for Nancy were Demi Moore, Courtney Cox, Tracy Gold, and Jennifer Grey. So that's like all of who was super hot in the 80s. Exactly. On both the male and female side. Right, like in that age range. They're like, you know what? That's too expensive. Yeah. Right. And I'm really glad that the two people that got cast got cast because I think they're great in this movie. I mean, they're not like wonderful actors, but I think they're great. Well, one goes further in their career than the other. Well, the the girl has had a successful career behind the camera. Right. She's done a lot of great stuff behind the camera. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp co-owns a a special effects studio and she did the special effects effects for Donna the Dead remake and some other stuff. I'll try oh, to very link cool. it. Yeah. yeah, it is cool. And she's like a beloved horror icon too. So the high school that they filmed this in is the same high school where they shot Grease and Pretty in Pink. No shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So some of the special effects in this movie, the bathtub scene, you said at first like, oh, she's standing up in that bathtub. She was standing up. You she, could tell. She may have been yeah. Yeah, at that point. Um, So it was an eight foot deep tub just with a bathtub on top. And the part where she, you can see her knees, she floated up to the top. Yeah. So she's not standing up then, but she probably was standing up before. Yeah. And the part with the stairs where her feet are sinking through the stairs, that was pancake mix. Oh, but yeah. yeah. But effective. Yeah. And the part where Freddie's face is coming through the wall, that was just white spandex. Really? Yeah, that they just picked up at a fabric store. Awesome. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's cool. That's another example of practical effects really paying off. Yeah. All right. So the actor who played Rod apparently had um, kind of a troubled past and he had some substance abuse issues. And he was actually has said that he was high on heroin during the scene in the jail cell. Really? Yeah. So Freddy Krueger's makeup took three and a half hours to put on. Every time? Yeah, every time. And he's given interviews where he's talked about seeing um, Johnny Depp and Heather Langenkamp in the chairs next to him, just getting their like normal kid makeup put on and how he was getting so angry that he would have to put all of that makeup on him and it was so uncomfortable and painful. And that's like the anger that he used in his performance. <laughs> yeah, he was absolutely. Really mad. He's like, I hate these kids. Exactly. And lots of times when he when you see him standing, he's standing kind of with one of his shoulders down and that's because the glove was really heavy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He also like kind of studied power move like body language and he would stand with his feet really wide a lot of times. Yeah. I've heard that Robert England is just the nicest person. Yeah, I've heard, heard that too. Yeah, from Nathan Yeah, too. Nathan said that mm-hmm. in the interview that we did with him. Yeah. yeah. And those are my fun facts. Awesome. Thank you for your fun facts, Jen. You, well, you're very welcome. So let's do that scary scale, Jen. Hey, listeners. Our scary scale is a scale we use to rate how scared we were by this movie. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd. I might give it a three. Yeah, I gagged a few times. It was pretty gross. It wasn't super scary, though. Like, I do think most horror virgins can watch this and be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think the creative element kind of takes the scare 
yeah, down I think a so. little bit. Although yeah. I will say, I'm a little anxious to see what it'll be like when I try and go to sleep tonight. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it might stick with me a little bit. You, you know, can text me. Let's do this. Oh, right. you should just not go to sleep. Do you have Give a Mr. Coffee pill. under yeah. your bed? I'll so put my tongue through the phone. Oh. Mikey, how do you feel about it? I'm going to give it a two, right. uh, mainly because I was really worried about people's feet a lot. They were going to yeah. either stub their toes or scrape their feet yeah. or yeah. they get mud on them and stuff. It really creeped me out. You were really concerned about people's feet. The foot fear factor is high in this yes. movie. They're, they're sprinting <laughs> on cement. There's ledges and stuff. Like, a, like Toenails could have got ripped off. It just yeah. really bugged me. <laughs> it's a bad situation all around. I like how you said cement. I know. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we Jen. almost jumped on top of your mispronunciation. All right, all right Jen, what you got? Um, I think I'm going to give it a two. It's not super scary but some of the deaths are really disturbing especially yes. when you consider that their kids and that their parents are also in the movie you yeah know? so yeah not but i really enjoyed it and i like how creative the kills are it just is sad because it's effective you know and that's our scary scale yeah it is hey guys we want to know what you think too people haven't been posting scary scale in a while so let us know oh yeah guys if you want to share what your scary scale is go to the facebook group or just yeah. tag us in a post on twitter or whatever right. we'd love to know what you think yeah, about if you them. don't i'll come over to your house beat you up what with kindness. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, Horror Virgin Todd here breaking in because when we recorded this episode of Nightmare on Elm Street, we did not yet know what movie was going to win our listener request for November. The theme was family horror and you guys submitted a lot of terrifying movies for me to watch, uh, but you guys whittled it down to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So you guys are literally making me watch the level 10 example on our scary scale. So thanks so much, guys. So make sure you watch it as well to prepare for next week's episode. I'm going to return you now to the pod already in progress. This podcast review comes from Glow Planet. The title is, This Podcast Makes Me As Happy As Gage Flying a Kite. Oh, Pet Cemetery. What? Yeah. Does, does he fly a kite? I don't get that. Briefly, that's what he's doing when he gets smashed with the truck. <laughs> in the book? Yeah. Okay. In, the, in the original movie. Hey, look both ways, Glow Planet. All right, I'll say this. You'll read. I'll read this. too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for injecting some fun in my life as oh. I navigate around and over the Nashville drivers each morning. Okay. Mm. Wait, even... did he just admit to running over people? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes uh -oh. they did. Okay. All right. All right. It... <laughs> He did make a gauge reference. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love Jen Stephen King love, oh, Mikey's you. humor, and Todd's terror. Ugh. Thanks to Mikey's brother for letting me know about the podcast. Oh, oh. Mikey's brother. Youngest brother will, I bet. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for that five-star review. And if you guys would like us to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. That's how that works. It's just that simple. Yeah, leave an accent. I'll do it in an accent. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> so, guys, we remember the Modern Horrors Podcast Network, which means if you're listening to us in their feed, you're getting the podcast on Wednesdays. But if you listen to the podcast in our feed, you'll get it two days earlier on Monday. But in their feed, you're also going to get Death, Dying, and Other Things, the Modern Horrors Podcast, and the lovely Final Girls. If you want to reach out to us on social, we are at Horror Virgin. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 Jen is at Jen Ferratu. And I am at Todd J. Awesome. The show account is, of course, at Horror Virgin. The website is HorrorVirgin.com. Uh, it's just get, that simple. Yeah, well, you can get the blog. You can get links to the merch store, all that kind of stuff. You can also support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Horror Virgin. If you skipped all the crazy ads at the beginning, that's what that's from. There's also a lot of... <laughs> other great levels there yeah. you can help sign up and get us new gear we really appreciate it but if you can't help financially support the show just continue doing what you're doing and that's telling your friends family and co-workers about the show it's really 
helping. Record numbers month after month, you guys. Thank you so much for that. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> so that's going to be it from us tonight, guys. Yeah. We are so sleepy. We, we haven't are. slept in eight days. Oh, God. We're all out of Mr. Coffee Machines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> Have an amazing week. Bye. Sweet dreams, guys. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I am too, man. Sleepy nerds. Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I wonder if Tina fucked that goat. <laughs>